Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Peer Pursuit, a place to encourage people to pursue the presence of God through honest conversation. And I'm your host, Sally. And today we are definitely going to be getting real honest, real transparent, but that's exactly what this whole thing is about, right? And so I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to go for it because I've been real nervous. Um, I'm not nervous right now, praise God, but I've been real nervous to record this episode just because of what I'm going to be talking about. And honestly, I've never, I've never been in this place where I feel so strongly from the Lord I need to share. Well, I have, but I'm saying with this specific thing that I'm about to share, like I've never felt so strongly that I need to share and put it out there and go. Like I feel this sense of urgency, especially before the year's over. And also I received a prophetic word that I I would do this before the, the year was over. And so time's a ticking. I gotta go, you know? And so I'm just trying to be a good steward of that prophetic word and, you know, making sure that I... I do it and I go for it. And so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, But this whole episode is going to be about my story and my struggle with same-sex attraction. And for a long time, I believed that I didn't have any authority or any room to speak into this place because I never necessarily engaged in the lifestyle. What I mean by that is like physically nothing ever transpired. I, I never pursued a relationship. Well, I'll get into it further along the story, but in, in the sense of like having a status or a title on it, you know, I never did, but in my mind and even in my heart with, with a certain friend, friendship that I had, I believe that I did cross those emotional boundaries that caused me to honestly be in bondage to believe and, and to go through this confusion of, you know, am I, am I truly gay? Like, is this who God made me to be? You know, I I found myself asking God did you really say this you know which is such a lie and a tactic of the enemy we see it all the way from the beginning in Genesis where the serpent questions or or tries to question and bring confusion to Adam and Eve did God really say to not eat this I would find myself entertaining that thought did God really say that this was a sin did God really say and you know what's crazy oh my gosh I would find my algorithms being like the crazy liberals that are like have I'm not trying to be dishonoring, but that really believe in like 30, 100 genders and like the craziest things breaking down the Bible and the Hebrew and the Greek. And this is what this word actually means. And I literally found myself being like, wait, like what if they're right? You know, it's so silly now. I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit and for even wise counsel in my life that helped me walk this out because if TikTok was my pastor, oh no. And that's what's sad is that TikTok is people's pastors at this point and oh no. But anyways, um, so I hope that whoever's listening to this, that it would help you. Maybe you're in the same situation I was and that you come across this and it really helps you. That's like my prayer and my hope with putting this message out. Um, and this part of my story, really, it's not me trying to convince anybody. It's me just sharing what God did in my life. And so basically where this all began, I can specifically remember when this began. You know, growing up, I really was like a quote unquote, people would say tomboy. I wasn't super, you know, super girly, super into whatever makeup and girly things. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I, I really wasn't into any of that. I, I love playing sports. I love being out, you know, um, I used to do a lot of things with my dad, like in the yard and help him even fix his car and things like that. And so that's what I was around. But I never, I never, that didn't strike me as being like, 
that wasn't like implementing lies or, or seeds that, oh gosh, maybe I'm gay or whatever. Like, that's what's so crazy is that I just thought I was a little girl and I was doing these things. I never thought anything of it, right? Well, it wasn't until I got my first job at Chick-fil-A. Can you believe out of the, all the places a demonic seed was planted in me was at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I've forgiven Chick-fil-A since then, but I was working at Chick-fil-A and the girls that I worked with were evil. They were so mean. Chick-fil-A was, <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful for that first job, but the girls there were so mean. But one of the girls there um, started a rumor that I was gay. She asked, she would ask me because of how I was, I guess, but she would ask me if I was, if I was gay. And I immediately shut it down. I'm like, no, like that's so not who I am. Like I just shut it down and, and that was it, right? Literally, that was it. It was done with. And I remember I had talked to mentor of mine at the time I had told her that I was wrestling with what someone said and what's crazy is also at the time I was reading a book called gay awareness that my pastor had written and um which which is a phenomenal book it's an incredible book and it's really about really it brings awareness to it but it's not like it it's basically about how to deal with with people who are struggling or who are in that lifestyle as a Christian how do you deal with it but also as a Christian if you're struggling with it how to deal with it how to go about it you know it's just it was just a really great book but at the time I was reading that book and this lie got started right and I remember telling my mentor because I it, it did something to me it really messed me up and um you know, she just spoke truth over me and we prayed and that was that well in this Chick-fil-a I ended up again Sorry, I, I, I went a little, I, I skipped ahead into the story when this rumor started. So first, there was a girl that I worked with and I led her to the Lord. It was awesome. She was going through some things. I felt like the Lord told me to share something with her and I did. She gave her life to Jesus. It was this, it was this whole beautiful thing. Well, because of that, um, I started inviting her to the church. She would come more and it was this awesome thing that was happening. Well, then because of, I guess, how I was, and then that that friendship starting, they began this rumor, right? And then again, I quickly shut it down. But then in my mind, something was planted. And then I really started to think. Then also the girl that I led to the Lord, she wasn't, she didn't grow up in the church. She didn't know anything, you know? So I think also what happened is the enemy took something very beautiful and he perverted it. Um, because I feel like, Instead of her looking at Jesus, she was looking at me a little too much, you know, and um, <laughs> it caused the relationship to be unhealthy. What I mean by that is like we were like super codependent, like we were hanging out all the time. And again, nothing physical was being crossed, but it was like the relationship was super unhealthy. Like we were always together, always texting, um, always wanting to hang out. And then I remember moments where like we would get in fights and it felt weird. Like the way that we were fighting is not how you fight with a friend. It was like getting a little bit weird, you know? I remember like thinking this literally feels weird, but I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't say anything. I I never was like vocal because at the same time I was wrestling with the thought that I, she was coming to church and um, she was getting to know the Lord. And so really like it's not that I was 
pulling away from it or wanting to hide this sin. I, I don't even I don't even think I thought it was sin, you know, but there would be things that would happen that I felt, man, that doesn't really seem very friend like, you know, and um, the relationship just got kind of unhealthy and there was that level of like codependency and um, it just felt like it was more than it than it should have been than like a regular friend that I had ever experienced and then I would remember what they would say about me at my job at Chick-fil-A and so then I started thinking oh my gosh is this what's happening is this me is this who I really am am I really stepping into this is this what's really going on right now and I was so scared because also if I'm if I'm being a hundred percent honest there was also the real temptation that I was faced with, that there was a, a level of attraction. There was something more that was happening. And um, that was also scary for me um, because I could feel my flesh liking what was taking place. At the same time, there was a part of me that that knew what was happening was sin. But at the same time, my flesh was so heightened. My flesh was enjoying the attention. My flesh was enjoying what was taking place. My flesh was enjoying um, the thought of having someone be so close to you and really walking this thing together, but with deep emotional investment. Like it, it was really doing something to my flesh. And when I started to realize what was happening, I got like, I froze, I got scared and I, I completely cut the relationship off, but in a really unhealthy way, I didn't say anything. I just started, I just started being super short and, um, super like, just like weird, you know, I would get super uncomfortable if I would see her at the church. I was just being super short and I would blame it on the season I was in. <laughs> I was like, I'm just in a busy season. You know, it's crazy. This ministry life is, is crazy. You know, I'm in this internship. I'm I'm so busy. Honestly, thank God, though, for the busy season, because I know now it was wrong, but it helped me really back then to walk away. And um, so little by little, I just kind of cut it. And, um, every now and then like she would still pop up and man, because I never fully dealt with it every time she would pop up. I mean, even years later, it would do something in me after all of this went down and trans what took place at the church. I did end up eventually tell my leader, my mentor, the same one that I had told about the chick, about the, the rumors that the girls made. I told her about it and, um, we sat down, um, in, we sat down in the office, I remember it was me, her, and one of our, our directors at the time and of the internship that I was in. And I remember, like, I was just crying. And I was telling them, like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's happening. Like, I feel awful, you know. And I remember in that meeting, they had asked me, was there, was there like, a level of attraction going on in the friendship or anything? And I remember I was so full of shame. I said, no but that wasn't the truth. And I think that for me, it would make it easier if I would say no. Um, because then we could just blame it on an unhealthy relationship and be done with it. And although that was the case too, there was still a very real reality that I was wrestling with the real temptation and I'm not my temptation. I think uh, that's the thing that gets me like, so passionate about this is that for one, you have to come to terms that this is the reality of what you're facing and the temptation that you have. And better to put it, I wish I would have I would have said the truth in that moment. And I'm I'm grateful now because I'm walking in freedom now. But in that moment, I think that I it could have it could have honestly been done or I could have started the journey faster and sooner. Um but basically what 
had happened was um, I I said no and and it was done. We prayed and there was still a level of, of wisdom and, and um, guidance that I took away from that conversation as far as like being careful about creating boundaries even within your friendships and, and being aware and all of this stuff. It was so great and it was so awesome. But I was so full of shame to think that I could have um, – this temptation and it be real in my life you know like I just felt so dirty saying yes that this could be a real reality in my life and so I didn't I said no and it and it was done with you know and um after that you know I had cut her off and so it kind of was one of those things where it was out of mind out of sight or sorry out of sight out of mind you know it was like done with it it slowly de-escalated and then it was done and then, like I said, like throughout the years, there would be a moment where like she would reach out or something. She would say something or whatever. We would see each other and it would just be so awkward. Oh, my gosh. It was so awkward. And I eventually just it eventually just stopped. And like I said, I didn't handle it correctly. Um I was just so ashamed that I completely ran in the opposite direction. And honestly, that wasn't fair to her, you know, Um but okay, fast forward. So that from that moment forward, there would always be temptation. Um, there would always be moments where I would, okay, mind you, part of what I really wanted to highlight through all of this is that I was serving in the church. I was very involved in the church. I was in the youth ministry. I was serving. And the reason why I felt to emphasize this is because, which later I'll share, which is what helped me find freedom and breakthrough, is that um, I think oftentimes with stuff like this or even sin in general, we associate, which I hadn't, I hadn't, I wasn't living in sin. All of this was temptations and things that were transpiring. Although maybe the first one was questionable. I don't, I don't know. You can form your own opinion there. I, I don't feel like I was, but who knows? Um, although that stuff was taking place, the point was, is that it was a wrestle. All of this has been a wrestle with God. And I feel like that's okay. That's okay to wrestle with God. I think that we feel like in the church, it has to be one way or another. I'm either, I'm struggling so bad. You know what? Surely this must be who I meant. Peace, who I'm, I'm supposed to be. Peace out to the church. I'm going to indulge in this lifestyle all the way. Or we're on the other end. I'm serving in the church. I'm here and I'm never going to have a struggle ever for the rest of my life because I'm holy and I'm a leader at the church. And no, that's not the case. I believe it's not necessarily um, the, the, the thoughts that come into our mind that grieve or move the heart of God. It's what we do with them that moves him or grieves him. And when I had that revelation, man, it was so game changer to me because every thought that I came, we're going to have thoughts for the rest of our lives. That's the reality of, of being humans and doing this thing and having a sinful nature. That's the reality of it. But it's what we do with our thoughts that moves the heart of God, you know? And when that was so helpful for me, because it made me, it, it helped me to know that not every thought that I get that has to do with the same sex attraction temptation means oh my gosh I'm gay no it's just a thought and we as believers as Christians can take our thoughts captives and put them send them back to where they came from it's not from me it's not from God and it's not who I am so no I'm not gay I send that back to where it where it came from and I'll declare I'm a daughter I have a sound mind I will be married I'll be fruitful and multiply and you cannot be fruitful and multiply with the person that looks like you <laughs> okay <laughs> you gotta be fruitful and multiply with somebody else that's just basic science so I would declare the truth over myself you know like straight up 
So I would start to declare that over myself. But anyways, all of this stuff went down. And what I really want to highlight, because this is like the the peak of it. And man, I saw God in these three months and it was, it was so crazy. And uh, even now as I'm, I'm getting ready to share, I'm just so grateful for the Lord and for his grace and his mercy and his kindness and his love. And I just feel, I'm filled with so much gratitude right now that I get to be on the other end, sharing this story completely free. Ah, I could, I could literally cry right now. But so from that, from that whole situation that happened, um, this was probably when I was like 18, 19 years old. From then, like I said, it was out of sight, out of mind. I kind of dismissed it. It was it was done. But I would have moments. I would have a wrestle. From that moment until this moment that I'm about to share, there would be a wrestling. And it wouldn't be all of the time, um, but it would be there. And every time I had a wrestle, oh my gosh, I would bring it up to one of my leaders. But it was the hardest thing for me to do. I mean, I couldn't even look at them. I was bound in shame I was so embarrassed I literally I remember one specific conversation and they would in the temptations and the thoughts would always come with um people at the church like ugh, it was so freaking demonic like the enemy would just try and tempt me and, and perverts a beautiful thing that was going on and so what made it harder was whenever I had to confess the thoughts that were going on in my mind about literally other people that I was walking alongside with like that was so embarrassing and I was filled with so much shame and I remember a conversation specifically where I was at my mentor's apartment we were in her living room and it God bless her you know who you are God bless her because she was so patient with me I did this many 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 times and she would just sit there and listen and tell me it was okay it would take me about 30 minutes to share what I had to share and she's so wise she already probably knew what I had to share but it would literally take it still sometimes be taking me so long (laughs) you know I'm in your mind you think that it's this crazy long thing but it's really not you just got to put it out in front of you but anyways this was still when I was about like I would say maybe now I was 20 21 I don't I don't know but there was this specific moment remember we were sitting in her in her apartment in her living room and I was like oh it took me forever I was rocking back and forth and I was like I keep having these thoughts I keep having these lies blah 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 and I shared it and you know she just prayed for me and she spoke truth into me and she reaffirmed who I was and okay so then um on and on I wouldn't necessarily say like I was struggling major going down these traps or confusion or watching anything although I will say and I know now that it was a a, a plan of the enemy but during that time something that would happen um often was that I would find myself in my in my algorithm. So say you watch like a Ben Shapiro video, you know, and sometimes those videos he would be talking about the LGBTQ community or whatever, you know, you'd find things like that. And then all of a sudden your algorithm would be filled with similar things, which sometimes mean it would be things that aren't necessarily talking down on it, but um, talking good about it. So I would be like on YouTube or something and I would guys, it's it's so wild. I would find um like gay youtubers and it would just be like a day in the life vlog or something but I would watch that video and and it was almost like it would bring pleasure to me because it was like I I was seeing what they were living in and it was bringing me pleasure it it is so crazy and in my mind I justified it because it wasn't um porn 
literally, right? So because it's not porn, it's fine. It's it's not sin. But but the thing is, is that I was I was feeding my flesh by doing that. It was affirming the very thing that I was trying to fight. And so a lot of from that moment until this moment I'm getting ready to share, it was a lot of that. Like I would have these internal thoughts and these wrestles and sure I would be quick to share them. But still I was watching these videos that it's not like they were porn. It's not like it was anything inappropriate. But it would be these people that were engaging in this lifestyle and living happy, free, whatever the case would be. Quote unquote. I'm I'm putting air quotes right now um happy free and all this stuff and so it was almost like I was living vicariously through these people and um so yeah anyways that's kind of what was going on okay well fast forward I come I moved to Texas I'm 23 now at this point I moved to Texas and um I don't, I don't know anyone. I do know people, but I don't know people like that yet, you know, where I don't have friends, where I'm hanging out, all this stuff. So literally within two days of me being in Texas, I get a job right away, which it was so not the Lord. I had enough money to chill for a while. Um, I had been saving and a lot of people blessed me when I was getting ready to leave Tucson and come to Fort Worth. And so I could chill and I felt like the Lord told me to rest, to chill. It was cool. I didn't have to work, but I was so uncomfortable being in a new city that I just needed to fill my time, which that in itself is a whole word for a whole nother episode, but I just needed to fill my time with something so that I didn't focus on actually what was in front of me you know so I go and I get this job at this little restaurant that ended up being (laughs) the worst decision I could have ever made okay so I end up you know getting this job as a server at this restaurant and um I, I get the job and I end up starting to make connections really really fast and let me tell you the sexual like lust stuff at restaurants is like super heightened I know it's weird but if you work at a restaurant I'm sure you understand but it's these people or have ever worked at one but these people spend so much time with each other it just gets so weird like literally I say restaurant money is like drug money it's the it's like except it's clean you get money so fast Um, but clean that people are doubling all the time so it's these people that are always together and it just gets so weird and also there's alcohol involved because you're at a restaurant it just it gets really weird right so as soon as I I get there um, I start getting a lot of attention from guys and girls okay mind you I've never even been pursued I've never I've experienced a guy pursuing me or anything like that my whole life really I had never really experienced that and so when I came here and the first encounter that I had with the guy was him trying to get at me it made me feel some kind of way it it it, like again my flesh was like it was like heightened right I was like oh my gosh like this feels good right and I didn't think anything of it I was like oh my gosh he just thinks I'm cute whatever blah 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 like I was kind of entertaining it which was so dumb but I didn't think anything of it truly I was just like okay this is what it is but I, I have to work right well then I'm telling you, this job was temptation nation. I felt like everybody there, like, like there was another, there was two cooks in the kitchen, that other server. And then there was like, there was three girls, no, two girls that were like doing a little bit too much too. Right. And let me tell you, when I was walking into this restaurant, 
they people would tell me like, oh, there's something different about you. There's something different about you. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. Duh, there is nothing that special about me. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I knew it was Jesus in me. But when I was walking into the restaurant, I was taking God's glory. People were saying like, oh, there's something different about you. And I was eating that up. Like, yeah, I'm different. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I'm set apart. I'm so gifted. Like God's really about to use me. No, he is not about to use me there. I need to go. But I didn't know that, you know, so I was eating that up. I was eating it up. Right. Well, because of that, my guard completely went all the way down. And all of a sudden I was engaging in you know, these conversations that were happening at work that I wouldn't, I shouldn't be engaging. And this is the thing is, it's not that I, I didn't have the strength to lead in that moment. I remember this beautiful thing that, uh, my pastor said once but he said a lot of the times when people first get saved you know they'll ask like but what about my friends who's gonna leave my friends what's gonna happen to my friends and I remember um he uh pastor my, my pastor he had said if you are still being influenced by them you're not called to lead them until until they're being influenced by you then you lead right so while I was going into the work environment there was a level of of me being influenced by them, right? And what I mean by that is that I would, you know, maybe laugh at jokes that I typically wouldn't laugh at or even say jokes that I typically wouldn't say. Again, not necessarily that it was like sin or not, but I could feel myself letting my flesh lead in those moments, which I guess maybe that is sin, but I was letting my flesh lead in those moments, right? So anyways, I'm at this restaurant and um, there ends up being the things with the guides kind of kind of fade and there ends up being two girls that are really really like being adamant about you know telling me I'm pretty and like wanting to like do more and stuff and I would be like no no like I would just laugh it off and be like yo you're crazy like no and that would be done right then this is where I made the dumbest decision of my whole life I'm so grateful I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit and for God because I felt like I was supposed to share this story specifically, okay? This was in a time span of three months. So I end up quitting because I know, oh my gosh, if I don't quit, I'm literally going to fall into sin. I knew it. I could feel it. When Paul says, you better run from sexual temptation, he ain't lying. He's telling the truth. You better run. And um, I remember sharing with my small group at the time I was in, I'm, I, I, I'm still in school, but I was in school last year as a, as a first year. I remember sharing with my small group, Hey, this was going on. I need to quit my job. Like I know I need to quit my job. My flesh is thriving and my spirit is not, and I need to leave. And I remember even sharing it with them. It was so hard, but they were, they were amazing. They prayed for me. It was, it was amazing. They held me accountable. They sure did. They sure asked me if I had put in my two weeks for every single day, which I'm grateful for now. Um, but I remember I, I put in my two weeks and, um, it was my last day, um, working at this restaurant. And I remember the two girls plus another one, but the two girls that I was really struggling with the most, they were like, for your last day, let's go to, um, (laughs) for your last day, let's go celebrate at IHOP. Okay. Mind you, we get off at like 11. This would be at like 1130. And they're like, for your last day, we're going to take you out. We're going to celebrate at IHOP. And I was like, okay, dumb, right? No, okay. If you are in my situation right now, don't go to IHOP. Don't go do the hangout. But I end up saying yes 
because my flesh was leading. And so I end up saying yes. Okay, well, mind you, one of the girls that I was that I was struggling with who was trying to pursue me, this one was more than the other. Um, she was going in and she was meeting us there and she didn't have anyone to take her home. Oh my gosh, guys, you already know this is going so dumb. And I remember, so we go to, we go to IHOP and afterwards she needs someone to take her home and I'm dumb. And you know what I say? I say, I'll take you home. So silly, right? So anyways, um, we get in this car, my car, and I end up taking her home. And then we end up sitting, and this is a rule of thumb for anybody. I feel like a boundary, I mean for me, even when I start to date, even if you're a man, we are not going to sit in the car and talk late at night. No, that can't be a thing. Something about a car at night is just so, I don't know what it is. (laughs) But we're sitting in the car, and it's late at night, and we know we start talking She starts trying to woo me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can feel what's happening. And um, she says one thing and I felt like the whole world froze. I kid you not. I, I literally, I wish I could describe what happened, but she says this one thing and she basically says, I feel like you flirt with me. This is what she said. And I feel like the whole world stops and I literally feel I could, uh, I could seriously cry right now. I could literally feel everything stop and I see two crossroads. Like I'm either going to sit right now or I'm going to choose righteousness. I'm going to choose the Lord. And it was like the longest pause of my whole entire life. I'm not even kidding. And she says this to me and I look at her and I say, dude, you're like my sister. <laughs> and if you want to kill the vibe go ahead and use that and I said dude you're like my sister and it was like wah, wah, wah. conversation ended she left oh my gosh and I just started crying and I still felt so dirty even though nothing happened I felt like I had compromised so many times that I had to be I put myself in a situation where I had to choose and this is This is what I'm trying to get at. If there is anything that you get out of hearing this part of my story is that it really is a choice. It is a choice what we do in those moments. And that choosing to reject what my flesh was desiring in that moment is that's what grace is. Grace isn't, oh my gosh, I'm going to sin, but you know, grace, grace, like God's good and his grace is enough. And so like that's cheap grace. That's that's you abusing the beauty of of what grace truly is. Grace is the empowerment to not sin, to to choose to walk away from it. So in that moment, that was grace. And I felt like honestly, I felt like the Lord was in the back seat. And honestly, when I said that and I completely killed it, I felt like the Lord was pleased with that. Now, I had to walk through, you know, breaking off shame and the lies of the enemy trying to make me feel like, "Oh, I still did it. Oh, you're still gay. Oh, it's still who you are." I had to walk through a lot of that because I had consistently chose many things to put me in that situation there but the thing that helped me so much I'm going to read a little bit of uh Romans 6 it's it's long but just listen to all of this okay listen to all of this Romans 6 starting in verse 12 it says do not let sin control the way you live 
do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. In that, I realized it's a choice. In that moment, I could have chosen to give in to that temptation, that desire, or I could have chosen to obey God. And this is the thing. I heard this quote a long time ago that absolutely wrecked me. But that this idea that feelings are amazing leaders or sorry feel no 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 let me start all over feelings are amazing followers terrible leaders terrible masters and when I heard that I remembered this is the best way I can ex- describe it and, and hear me out okay specifically regarding some same-sex attraction it's so much based on your feeling and when you pursue this thing that you're feeling it then becomes your identity so when you reject someone When you reject, when you're talking to someone and you reject the sin of same-sex attraction, of homosexuality, the thing that they're dealing with, because so much of that sin is who they are, it's become their identity, it feels as though you're rejecting them, right? So for me, which I never felt that, but that's something that I learned along the way. But for me, this idea that I don't have to give in to this thing that I'm feeling, I have to declare over myself what I have what God says about me and what the truth and the reality of his word is and I had to realize this is my temptation this is my struggle I know that they're not comparable and I know that they're different but just hear with me but someone who is struggling with a porn addiction or or any kind of addiction in general right they consistently have to choose to not open the computer to not give into that drug to not go into that circle k or or into that gas station and 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 buy that bottle it's a consistent choice that they have to do to walk away in the same way with with same-sex attraction okay that's my temptation whatever it's not who i am but i have to make a conscious decision every single time to walk away from it when the temptation comes And the greatest tool I can use is the word of God. God's literally telling us there's going to be opportunities to sin, but because of his grace, we can willingly walk away. It's going to be a choice. It's going to be tough, but we can do it and we will do it. You can do it and you will do it. And this is the thing. God's not afraid of your wrestle. Every single time I wrestled and I would ask God, are you sure this is what your word says? He wasn't upset He wasn't upset. God is in the wrestle. He's in that. He's in the conversation. He's in the thoughts that you're having. God, show me, show me. But what I consistently did was run to him. I would say, God, give me a revelation of your word. Give, show me what it means. Show me what it means when you had a man and a woman in store. And this is the thing. The enemy is trying to rob us of legacy. You know, when two girls get together, when two guys get together, they can't produce their they can't produce they can't be fruitful and they can't multiply so legacy is broken 
Can you like the enemy is after legacy. The enemy is after being fruitful and multiplying God's word. And when God began to show me that it completely wrecked me like God, your intent for me is to find a man and to be fruitful and to multiply and to create children and raise them up in the ways that they would know you, that they would know you and understand who you are, that then they would go and impact their generation. It is so much bigger than just being what you feel and who you are. Like it is so much bigger than that it is so much bigger than that when I began to have that revelation it really truly helped me to understand it's not a matter of what I'm tempted with or what I'm not tempted with it's a matter of when that temptation comes I have the ability because of God's grace to walk away I'm free I am free I am not I am not what I feel, but I am who God says that I am. These feelings may come. This temptation may come, but that is so not who I am. And I think that's what we have to remember. If you're listening to this and maybe you're wrestling or you've had these same thoughts, it's not who you are. And there is no shame in saying that your temptation is same sex attraction or you've dealt with that or you've struggled with that. There's no shame in that. There was a point that it would be so hard for me to even be on this podcast right now sharing this but I'm so grateful for God's freedom that I understood this revelation because this is the thing people are going to talk either way listen my mentors know my friends know the people around me know that this is what I've struggled with I've been real I've been open I've been honest I'm walking in freedom there's nothing for me to hide if someone who doesn't know me wants to start saying things about me they don't know me they can say whatever they want to want whatever they want this is the thing is people are going to talk either way you could be doing the most perfect thing on planet earth and someone's still going to have something to say so I might as well just be honest and be open and in hopes that this would help someone else. And, and another thing that I wanted to say was that the peak of all of this was while I was in the church. You don't have to give in. And the quicker you are about being open and about being honest, the 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 less the enemy has room to tempt you with this and to make you go deeper and deeper and deeper to the point now where you're in bondage and you can't share because you've engaged in it. The quicker you are exposing it, the less power it has over you. I truly believe with everything in me that the reason I was able to say no in that moment in that car, for one, because of God's grace, for one, because of the Holy Spirit, but also because I learned early on to try my best to put things in front of me as quick as possible, even though in the moment I would be in a meeting and it would take me 45 minutes to talk and all I would be doing is crying. I learned the importance of putting things out in front of me. And because of that, I felt like it had no power over me in that moment. A lot of the reasons why I feel like people fall in the church, people who are leading, like actually give into their sin is because, you know, maybe it started off with the thought or maybe, you know, they were on Instagram and they entertained a picture a little too long. And instead of being quick to share that, they were like, oh, no, I'm a leader. I can't share that. So then they began to, you know keep it hidden in their heart but now it has power over them because they've never exposed it so then it happens again and again and again and next thing you know they're laying in bed with someone that they shouldn't be laying in bed with or watching something that they shouldn't be watching for months because they never because shame had a hold of them and they were never quick to expose it so the quicker you can be at exposing it the less power it has over you and there is no shame there is no condemnation there is no 
embarrassment that needs to take place I am free I am free and it feels so beautiful and so wonderful to say that I'm not held by this thing I've had the revelation okay this is a temptation but it is so not who I am so when the thought comes I send it back to where it came from and I declare I'm a daughter I'm a I'm gonna do everything that your word says who I am I'm not my temptation I have the ability to reject sin and to walk away and to choose holiness and obey you and choose righteousness that is what your word says about me and this is the thing if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, right? He is He is everything. He's omniscient. He's everything to us, right? Aren't his ways so much better as God? Aren't his ways better than us, right? If he's God by his nature, by definition of what God means, he knows it all. So we would follow him. So if God is giving me this handbook, this rule book, this Bible to follow, it doesn't matter what I have to say or how I feel. If what I feel is not in alignment with what God says, I have to reject that. Even if I don't understand, I have to reject it because ultimately his word has the final say if he's God. You can't say he's God and then reject his word. That's you saying that you know more than God. Therefore, he's no longer God in your life. And I had to wrestle. I had to realize, God, I'm not understanding your word, but I'm going to continue to pray and ask you for revelation. And God's so good. He's not a mean God. He doesn't tease you. He doesn't withhold from you. He doesn't do any of that. He's so good. He will bring you the revelation in due time. But fight. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep pursuing. Keep reading your Bible. Keep asking for help. Keep putting it out in front of you. I never thought that I would be here sharing this and being real and being open and being honest about it. I never thought that I would be in this position. I thought that it would always just be something that a few people know that I wrestled with in my mind for the rest of my life. And honestly, even right now as I'm sharing it, I just feel like new levels of freedom are hitting me right now. I just feel so free. Like I feel so confident that I could keep sharing this and I can keep like hot man in hopes that it would help even if it's one person who's struggling with this like you are not what you are tempted with you are not and this is the thing because you're serving in the church or because you you help out a lot in the church or whatever it is but you're involved in the church and you believe in God and you're loving God it's not oh my gosh I'm feeling this I need to run away and pursue it because that's what the world is screaming and also it's not oh my gosh I have to shove these all down because I'm a leader and I need to be perfect no it's a wrestle. Put it out in front of you. Ask God to show you and de- and deny what's feeding your flesh. Deny those lies. But you don't have to completely run away if you're wrestling. If you're in the church and you're wrestling, stay in the church and wrestle. It's okay. It's okay. There's no shame in that. You're not a bad leader. It doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you anything. All it makes you is a real person with temptations and you're wrestling. So be quick to give it to God. Be quick to put it out in front of you. Include people alongside of you that they would run with you and walk with you and champion you. That's been the biggest thing. Whenever I tell someone, I'm expecting them to be all like, you know, or or be rude or be mean because that's what the world, that's what the, the world screams. Everyone in the church is hateful and they don't get it and they're so mean. That's not even the case. Every time I've shared it with someone, the amount of love that comes is actually insane because they carry the heart of the Father. God is not um, uh, disgusted by your temptation or by your sin. He's not. He's a loving, loving Father. And when you're real and honest with what's really going on, He embraces you as a loving and as a kind Father because it is who He is. He's so gentle and He's so kind. You have the ability to 
refuse this temptation. You don't have to give into it. And this goes with any temptation, whether it's an addiction, whether it's lust, porn, same-sex attraction, whatever it is, as Christians, because of grace, we have the ability to say no and pursue righteousness and holiness. That is our portion. That is what we can do. And also, on the practical side, create boundaries. You know, like, now as I was sharing with a friend recently, man, it's felt so much, it's, it's felt so good that now, like, in my algorithm, when something dumb tries to come up, specifically like a a gay youtuber or something you know before how I said I would you know kind of watch it a little bit more or whatever because it wasn't porn it wasn't anything crazy it was just gay people living their best life so it was like I would watch it now when something like that tries to come up on my feed I'm so quick to swipe it and every time I I'm quick to swipe it I just feel the Lord's pleasure literally I feel the Lord's pleasure in the smallest things because that's what it means to choose righteousness for somebody else it could be you know they see someone walking by and they know like uh, uh, they're getting tempted and they turn around like those quick decisions. I feel like bring so much pleasure to the Lord because it's not the thought that grieves him, removes him. It's what we do with it. You know, the thoughts are going to come. The temptations are going to come. I believe it can get easier. It's been way easier for me now, way easier. And um, now it doesn't even happen that much. And if it does, it's so easy for me to be like in and out. It's done. Um and not even be phased by it. So I don't even really know how you're supposed to end something like this. That was just my story. I'm sure as I share it more, I'll get better at being more precise and, and more clear. But the theme, I was asking the Lord, what is what is like the one thing, the one takeaway with all of this? And I genuinely felt that the takeaway would be that you, if you're struggling with this, like you don't have to give into it. You can choose God and there's nothing wrong with the struggle. There's nothing wrong with you being tempted with this, but be quick to put it out in front of you, uh, bring people alongside of you, but you don't have to choose it. Grace is literally the ability and the empowerment to walk away and not choose it. The ability to say, oh my gosh, I'm literally struggling with this thing, but I'm not going to choose it. I'm faced with the temptation. I'm faced to give in, but I don't have to, I don't have to give in. That's, that's what grace is. And that's, your portion that can that can be for you too what God has done in me I believe that he he's this is just the beginning he's gonna do it in so many other people it's not who I am and the more I let it sit in my brain the more the enemy would begin to lie to me but the quicker I was to put it out in front of me the more I realized that's such a lie it's not who I am and sometimes when thoughts fester in your brain for so long you begin to believe them and you begin to believe that you're the only one and no one will ever get it and that's so not the case for one you're not alone listen I'm sharing it now so you're not alone you're you have someone with you uh but two there's no shame there's no shame in what your temptation is or what your struggle is there's no shame there's no embarrassment so I hope that whoever's listening to this this would encourage you to be real to be authentic to be transparent and to keep wrestling don't give up it's not who you are the revelation will come you are going to have a beautiful marriage you will find yourself walking in full and complete freedom and you will find yourself thanking the lord for the revelation and for the freedom and for the joy and for the wrestle and for all of it you will you truly will um again i don't really know how to end it so i'm just gonna end it but um this is my story how i feel i feel so thank you lord thank you lord i just feel so 
I feel the Lord's pleasure and I feel even like new levels of freedom. Like this is crazy. I never thought I would be doing this, but I'm here and I'm free. And if the Lord did it for me, he sure can and he sure will do it for you too. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Pure Pursuit. I'm your host, Sally. And it's been a true honor to get to share this part of my story. And I can't wait for more um, real, raw, authentic conversations. See you in the next episode. Peace.